Well, how about that, folks? It appears to be Tuesday, and Tuesday means another Just Another Fanboy classic episode. This week, we have episode 30, which was originally released on Wednesday, March the 22nd, 2007, I think. I mean, this appears to be the episode in which I stopped saying when the episode was recorded. So it's kind of just a guessing game from here on out, because even when I was mentioning in the episodes when they were recorded, typically they were recorded on a Tuesday. And so I would release them on a Wednesday the, the next day. So that's when I've been basing the, the release date on. But in this particular episode, I happened to mention that the previous episode went up on a Saturday, which doesn't fall into line a- at all with what I've been, you know, guessing. Uh, and so I'm not, I'm not really sure of the dates anymore at this point. I do say in this episode at one point that I should have this episode. I think I, I, I asked Karen, who is officially the co-host at this point, what the date was. And based on that, I said, well, I'm all, so I'll probably have this episode up tomorrow, which would make it based on the date as stated in the episode there at the end was, uh, March the 21st, which would make quote unquote tomorrow the 22nd. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about dates going forward. I just will try to get into the best ballpark, you know, March 2007, somewhere around there like that, basically. Anyway, as I said, Karen, my wife, has officially become the co-host with this episode, which makes it another very long episode, about an hour and a half. So I'm going to stop talking and just let you get to it. Enjoy. Listening to just another fanboy, making the world silly one listener at a time. Just another fanboy is a Lynx Broadcasting production and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Episode number 30 of Just Another Fanboy. Hey, howdy, hey, I'm your host, Steven, and joining me once again is my lovely new co-host, not the cat. Did you hear the cat? Are you asking me? Yes. You're asking the people. The I cat don't meowed in the background. Yes. Say hi, Karen. Just leave her out here. You okay. Go- hi, Karen. <laughs> oh, here we go you again. You can call me Flower if you want. That was a Bambi reference. They're very good. All right. So how you doing? I'm well. How good. are you? <sighs> another what? Tuesday, another sore tummy. Yeah. Yeah. Something about nervous knots about the show, maybe? No. We went to the doctor yesterday, remember? Yes, I do remember. And um, <laughs> one of the things- We thing- didn't go. You had an appointment. Well, yes. I went along for moral support. Yes. Okay. You got to come closer to the mic. <laughs> that makes no sense to them. <laughs> no, I guess not. He just gestured me to come closer to the microphone. And action. Okay. So, yes. I had an appointment because mm-hmm. I'm a total wreck. You but think you're a total wreck. 
<clears throat> one of the things we talked about was all the ibuprofen and Tylenol I take every once in a while due to a sore tooth. Yeah, you need a root canal. Yes, and the, but they're pricey. They are. They're very spendy. Even with insurance, but because the, they they want their payment up up front these days. Because too many people, I'm sure, and we're some of them, have just never followed up on their payment. You e- know, so now they want money up front, and yeah, it's a big chunk of money. They're evil little gremlins. But you know. A big the, chunk of tooth that keeps falling out, too, so you need to get it taken care of. So. The doctor didn't like me taking so much ibuprofen and Tylenol because it's like bad. Like handfuls on what, of it because when the, you're in pain, it's bad. It's bad on what? The kidney and the liver? One, one is one bad the on the kidneys and one is bad on the liver. And so he decided, he said, you know, I'd rather have you taking narcotics because they're more they're, they're safer. Yeah, and I went, yeah. <laughs> so he threw some Percocet my way. Yes, he did. A very short-term and, supply. Yes. He said, get to the dentist. And Before you become a junkie. Yesterday afternoon, I took one. Yes, you and did. Felt, felt real good. You really did. I was. We didn't talk much about what you were really feeling because you just were walking around like being goofy to the point where you know. I felt. I felt goofy. Yeah, you were. It didn't. And it was feel cute for a while, and then it was like, okay, got I need your help. It's bedtime for the kids, and gotta need your help, and you were but just being goofy. <laughs> I woke up at about three thirty this morning, and my tooth was was literally throbbing in my mouth and hard to sleep so i took another percocet and by the time i got to work this morning apparently it hadn't worn off yet and i got the i got the sweats and the shakes and the shimmies off your drugs i got the i got the the hippie hippie shakes yeah. So I almost came home today, but I didn't. I stuck it out. Yeah. Because I'm the breadwinner. It's going to be hard to know if if it was because of that, you know, or because s- of the strength of the Percocet, or because it's just something new to your body. Didn't you say you had a headache too? When I got home, yeah, I yeah. was having a headache. Yeah. You had I to took take another a one. Power nap? Did you? I oh, took another right, one just, just before the episode. Ago. So yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So. Save it all for the <laughs> save it for the fans. But anyway, what we're going to do, and this was my. My 19-year-old daughter's suggestion. <laughs> oh, no. And I know she was just being funny because she's a good kid. Um, oh. <laughs> but if we get you to the dentist right away, like for the next couple of days, he gave you, what, like a 30-count supply yep. of Percocet? So then you won't need to take him very long. And she said, "Ooh, you can sell what you don't, what you don't use." And it's like, "Hey, would you rather feel good and goofy for the next 30 days or however long they last? Or would you rather pocket We'd know, cash. We wouldn't really do that. No, we wouldn't. No. But I wonder what the street value is of, I don't of know. Percocet. I've always wondered how people get um, hooked on pain medicine because uh, I've taken some, like, after you give birth. Mm-hmm. Then they give you some to take for a week or so. And I never felt anything like a high or, or euphoria kind of thing from it. Well, I didn't feel it after I took the second one. So maybe it was just well, you a... you were asleep. Uh, it was 3.30 well, in the morning. Did no, because I took one. Dreams? I took one right before bed. Oh, as well. Oh so, gosh. Yeah. Okay, so you've had three, four in the last twenty-four hours. Yeah, but that it says it says one every four hours. Oh, well then, as okay. as needed. Yeah. So. Well, we're gonna get you into the doctor soon because that's the cat. I need. Uh, I need to buy something. <laughs> the, no, we won't really sell it. We'll flush it down the toilet if yes. we don't use it. The cat better stop. It's gonna drive me crazy. Well, she, she as well as I, misses the meow. I guess you know, so. The links. Are you going to have a new introduction every week now? I think I just might. I like this one. This was a good one. I'm just Very playing good. around with some stuff, you know. Okay. Because people like to know what to expect. 
Eh. You know, normally it's like, uh, okay, hold on, I'll let her okay, in the other She's going to take the cab. While she's doing that, I got a couple of announcements that I would like to make about this week's episode. Uh, announcement number one. Uh, last week, of course, is when we brought the wife in, Karen, as a, uh, is the new addition to the show, the new co-host. And so <clears throat> we kind of did last week's episode kind of off the seat of our pants. So a lot of the regular format of the show wasn't there. Yeah, this- I can't do that too much anymore because I was just really unprepared and rambly and easily distracted. I need to stick to something. We'll I don't try. even know what the word narcissistic means. I think <laughs> what I is- called that guy. Oh, narcissistic. Yeah. And I think I meant egotistical. Maybe. Not that he was, but no. that we all are to a degree. And yeah. I think I was thinking maybe nepotism. No. And that's why I said narcissistic. Nepotism is when you hire family members. I know, but like when you like yourself so I didn't, I don't know, but I got my words mixed Self-love. up. Self so love. Yeah. I shouldn't be using words <laughs> just off the top of my head. So anyway, we're going to try yeah. to stick to more of the regular format that you're used blah, to. Blah, blah, yada, but- yada, yada. Instead of me, just me speaking in between our regular segments, such as the comic book picks of the week and news and information and, and, and whatnot. You get a touch of the old you get a touch Kiki, of the, too. That's right. Kiki. That's what we call her. Kiki. So also, uh, something new to the show this week. <clears throat> so I wanted to, uh, I don't know. I wanted to try something new. It's a little something that, a lot uh, of new things uh, all at once. People are going to, oh, I was saying be scared. about your, People like to know what to expect. So if you have a different intro every week, were we talking about that before I let the cat? Mm-hmm. And when I say the cat out, I don't mean outside because she's a house cat, but we let her into um, my daughter's room where she lives because it's my daughter's cat. Anywho, so we were talking about that right before I let the cat out. Yes. Okay. So, but something new this week that I'm trying out mm-hmm. is uh, comic book theater starring Norman, Oklahoma and Gary, Indiana. Okay, but that's not what I was saying. Oh, what were you saying? I just want to say maybe just let the people know. The reason I asked you if you were going to do a new introduction every week is so that the people could know. Okay, so I'm probably going to do a new introduction every week. And no more meowing. Probably not. Except except for that one right there. Because I can do a really good baby kitten. Yeah. Okay. I make dogs think I've eaten the kitten. Remember that one <laughs> That's dog? That's that dog that kept looking in your mouth? Yeah. Kept, that like, was awesome. Duck his whole muzzle and muzzle as, nose in my mouth looking for a little kitten. As Chris Farley would say, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. <laughs> so, oh, okay, people's okay. <laughs> ears are bleeding right now. <clears throat> so something new that we're going to try this week is comic book theater. Starring Norman, Oklahoma, and Gary, Indiana. And uh, Norman and Gary actually came in last night and recorded all their stuff. And they came into the studio. The studio. Recorded their stuff. And I'm really – I'm going to be interested after this episode's released to hear people's thoughts about comic book theater. Because it's something that sounded really good on paper. But as soon as we finished recording our two segments for this week, eh, I don't know. Well, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play them. Did you finish talking about your doctor's appointment? <clears throat> There's really not much more to say. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay. I didn't know if you were going somewhere with that. Oh, the Percocet. Okay. The Percocet. That's what, why you wanted to bring it up. Okay, go ahead. So, I'm interested to hear what, what people's right. thoughts ADD are. is acting up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like it, you don't like it, whatever. I want to hear your thoughts on the uh, the comic book theater segments. You'll hear two of them this week. Uh, also, the triumphant return this week. Of the bloopers. Oh, good. Did you bloop? The Norman and Gary were blooping all over the place last night. Oh, Actually, good. it was more Norman. So it's just Norman and Gary bloopers. Well, a little bit of me. 
Okay. Mainly me and Norman. Okay. Gary's a professional. Yeah, Gary's a good guy. I like he's a good kid. He's a good kid. So <clears throat> before we get into this week's show, really get into it. Um Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. Let me say it once again. You're looking at me like you, you don't know what that did, is. Did you take the Percocet? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Have you been raiding my Percocet? That is from what, the Music Man? Maybe? I've never seen the Music Man. Yeah, it's from one of those things. Musicals. Yeah. And now it's time for Comic Book Theater, starring Norman, Oklahoma, and Gary, Indiana. In our first installment, Norman and Gary take on Green Arrow, number 72. The Big Bad Dark Knight. You're a walking psychosis, and every damn manner of psychopathic fruit fly flits towards you. And it seems like the chickens have come home to roost. You were a hell of a father to him, and now we're all paying for it. I know you're concerned for your partner's safety. And you're falling back on your standard track of overwrought verbal abuse. I can overlook that. But while I have my failings as a mentor, I believe it was you who, upon finding his young charge, had become addicted to heroin, put him out on the street. I never said I was perfect. No one has. Shut up and drive. So Simon finally has his Batman bed. Well, yes, that's what he calls it. Yes. Which just basically means my my parents, my mother, bought him a set of Batman bed sheets. Yeah, back a- when we moved him into his own room a few <clears throat> months back, the plan was to paint the room and to get, get him a twin-size bed out of his toddler bed and all that. And at that time, she came across a clearance-priced uh, Batman bed sheet comforter set. Because we up- haven't been able to use up till now because we <laughs> yeah. just now got the twin-size bed. Got the twin up until... Just this last weekend, he was sleeping in a toddler bed, a Spider-Man, Spider-Man toddler, toddler bed, bed, and which he didn't seem to enjoy. He's kind of he kind of outgrew it because he would pretty much spend every night in bed with us. At some point, he would get up during um, the middle of the night every night for almost a year now. I was thinking it was about April last year. Pretty much the last night he spent in bed, it was I, I had gone to bed early. I always go to bed early because I got to get up early, and you kind of stay up and watch TV. Oh yeah, I got to zone um, out, but. I'm laying in bed and Simon's laying in bed with me and, and we start talking about his new bed and we start talking about his trip to the eye doctor that he had taken. Oh yeah. And cause when we had gone to the eye doctor to see Dr. Smith, Simon called him Mr. Smith. Right. And so I was trying to explain to him that Mr. Smith is Dr. Smith. He is a doctor and he has an aunt. Simon has an aunt who is a doctor and an uncle who is a teacher. So I was saying, you know, your aunt is a doctor. Your uncle is a teacher. And I said, and what is daddy? And he responds with, Daddy's tough. Oh, I love that. Daddy's a tough Daddy's guy. Daddy's tough. Daddy fights the monsters under his bed. That's right. So. The under better gator, as I oh, like to call it. And speaking of Simon and Dad, yeah. next weekend, hopefully, oh, yeah. Simon and Dad are going to go see TMNT. Woohoo! That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for all you uninitiated folks. Yeah, even I knew that. He's kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I you hope know? so. Not yet five, but just last night he came in, and as he was passing through the kitchen, Ugh. we have a TV on in there, and the, the commercial for the movie was just ending. So he comes in here expecting to see it on TV, and he was he was pretty upset that he couldn't watch the commercial the movie. was yeah, over. The commercial was over. He so. was very upset. So he's he's looking forward to the to the movie, and maybe just maybe if I can get him in the right mood, because I'm definitely going to review the movie next week. 
Yeah. But just maybe if I can get him in the mood when we get home, throw the mic in front of him, see if I can oh see if we can get him to to he give us his little four and a half year old thoughts on the movie, which Ronnie. will probably consist of Simon. Did you like the movie? Yeah. Yes. Did you think it was pretty cool? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, who did you like? Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so that should be fun. That'll be good time. Okay. Any, anything else you want to talk about before we rip into the show? I don't know. Don't know? Nothing off the top of your head? No. Probably uh-huh. earlier, yeah. I had lots of thoughts, but now, no. And that's probably better. I'm, a, I'm probably a little bit um, overwhelming. To your regular listeners having me around, so yeah, well, I need to tone it down a little bit. We, we'll, we'll get into Not that. Use words that I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into that later because we're going to do. Well, that's a good segue. Let's do some listeners' feedback. Oh, shall we? All right. Most of what we have for you this week is feedback directly relating to last week's episode, the the debut of you. No, not really the debut. The well, debut is me as a regular, I suppose. Yes, because yeah. episode 25 was just going to be a special thing. It was a special thing. And I know you were kind of worried after we got the episode released that we were going to get a lot of negative feedback. Last week? Yeah. Yeah, because we just kind of rambled on for, what, an hour and a half or so. Uh, yeah, I think the episode was in it. Everybody out Excuse there me. that listens to the show, you guys, me. you guys are used to 30 to 45 minute episodes. Well, they're probably going to be longer now. Well, that's just the way it's going to be. Well, if we, if we kept it down to 30 minutes, you really wouldn't be on it very much. Well, and again, like five some minutes. people may appreciate that more. Yeah. So, so anyway, let's go yeah. to the first, let's go to the first, uh, this comes from the board, the, uh, CGS podcast.com slash forum where they host the Just Another Fanboy forum over at their message boards, those nice guys from the Comic Geek Speak. Remember, if you want to register and post, uh, they will have to accept your membership, so it may take a day or two before you're able to post. But this first one comes from um, first time. I believe this dude is the first time he has provided... Sorry, my coffee is cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've gotten feedback from this listener, Modern Lover. And they say, good episode. It's kind of funny that you mentioned the Huntress because I just read the first part of Hush and I totally agree with you. But if you've been reading Birds of Prey and if you haven't, shame on you. Shame on you. I understand the facts of being poor very well. But if you're reading Onslaught Reborn and aren't reading this, as in Birds of Prey, that's just sad. (laughs) That's just sad. If if you knew comics you can call from me if, you want to. <laughs> if you knew comics from the nineties, you would get that because okay. uh, I don't. Though so. Rob Liefeld is the guy that does Onslaught Reborn. He draws it, and he was huge, huge in the nineties. He was the first comic book professional ever to be featured in a commercial. Do you remember those Spike Lee Levi's Five Hundred One Blues? Commercials? No. Uh, one of them had... I to cough again, but this time I think I swallowed a bug. Okay. <coughs> okay, hold on, go ahead. But anyway, if you've been reading it, the Huntress's costume now is possibly one of the best superheroine costumes in comics. No high heels, no awkward cutouts, and it's armored. Very practical. It may be a bit skin tight, but that's just how it is, because that makes it easier to draw. 
because drawing draping clothes is a female dog. And it's funny because I, I, I read that to you last night or the night before last, and I said, female dog? What is that? What, what? Uh, and then I went, oh, I get a female. Oh, a little slow on the More uptake there. squares. So <laughs> thank you for the feedback, Modern Lover. And I don't know how long you've been listening, but thanks for tuning in. Gracias. Thank you. The next one comes from DeFixer3000. He's <laughs> he's an odd duck. I'm not going to read his entire post it's here because it's, it's fairly long. Interesting. But um, is, it, is this sent directly to you or is this from this, the board this where is, people can read it? This is from the board. So okay, well, if, if you, you want to read, read the whole thing, go there and read yeah, it. Yeah, if you, you want to read this in its entirety. Hey, he's my new best friend. <laughs> well, he throws a little challenge out to you. Yeah, I know. First of all, he says, about the show, awesome. I love your show on the regular, but the addition of your wife adds a lot to the show. Though I hope Norman and Gary come back. They are great, too. Yeah, they'll, they'll be in here every once in a while. Now, here comes the challenge. Tell her there are comics for her. There are comics written on the level of Stephen King or James Patterson. So I make a pledge. If she would try one, simply try any one of the following list, I'll donate the trade just to show her there are books that are not only about spandex. Or just give me the cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably has these. It's probably going to be easier for him to donate these because he probably already owns them. But here's the list. Fables, V for Vendetta, Joss Whedon's Fray, Kingdom Come, and Rising Sun. Now, when I went through this list... Um, you gave me your yeses and nos yeah. to what you think I might like right away. Joss Whedon's Fray, I don't know what that is, and I don't know what Rising Sun is, so I just dismissed those two entirely. Okay. Uh, v for Vendetta, I, pro- I gave you kind of an eh, you probably wouldn't like that too much. Okay. Um, you know me. Yeah, Kingdom Come, wouldn't like that one at all. Okay. Fables, I don't know anything about Fables, but, f- you know, I don't read I like it. Fables. But I hear really good things about this book. Um, from what I understand, it's a group of fairy tale characters who somehow come into our world. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly okay, and why. And what exactly is a trade? What, what is that? A trade is when they take a regular comic, mm-hmm. like let's say a six-issue story arc. There's a story that lasts six issues. Okay. They collect those six issues in what's called a trade paperback. Okay. You know. So it's instead of... I could read the whole thing from beginning to end. Yes, the whole that, the whole story. I think I could do because you know all those books I have stacked above the toilet in there. Oh yeah, those are trade paperbacks. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, because that I think um, might be easier for me to get into them because what you know I was doing some thinking about what is my problem with comics and I think it's not anything more than the fact that uh, I really am ADD. <laughs> Well, that's- and I like to read things from beginning to end. You mentioned Stephen King. I am known for reading into a book like Stephen King's long enough, far enough to know the characters, know who they are, know what the plot is, and, you know, maybe four, five, six chapters in or whatever. Then I go to the last chapter. In fact, the last the few end. pages. I need to know how it ends before I can keep reading. And that, my friend, is what I like to call closure. What? I don't know. I just thought. I think you know. I don't think I could sit down and read something as short as small as a comic book. You know, in what, however, ten minutes or whatever, however long it takes to read one, and then have to wait a week or a month for another one. I mean, I can barely handle cliffhangers. Drive you crazy? Yeah. I mean, at the was the first or second season of Lost. At the end of every show, 
Oh, we would just we would get go, pissed off. We hate this show because such a cliffhanger. We love it. That's it why. Like we, the only thing I hate about this show, you know, is that I love I, it so much. That's why I enjoy watching 24 on DVD because I don't. That, was that awesome. show, there's no oh way I gosh. could wait a week between episodes oh, no on that way. thing. No way. So, but, so I think that could be one of my problems and therefore reading something like a trade. I, I, I will do that. I will take that challenge. So, uh, do you want to you want to step challenge. up to this challenge? Should I give him our PO box here? And oh, I don't think you should have to. Send I think actually I can get Fables at the library. Okay, and what about that one that you you said a long time ago that I would like about the lions in Iraq? The Pride of Baghdad. Yeah, is I think. That, you, oh, is that one finished? Yeah, is that a completed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll try that one maybe too. And I honestly think, even though it's a superhero comic, I think that you would enjoy Identity Crisis. When we first started talking about you. Coming on to the show, the original idea I had, which I thought that everybody would be interested in, is to have you on the show having the only comic book experience you have is what reading a few issues of Casper the Friendly Ghost when you were a kid. Well, Archie and – Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it would be fun to have you read some mm-hmm. books. Be a newbie. And exactly. A grown-up newbie. And the first two books that sprung to mind, one was Civil War – by Marvel because I think it would be very interesting to hear someone's thoughts who just who 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 are not who's not experienced with the characters because you go in you listen to these podcasts you go online and you read posts by people who read these books and they they either just really love it or they just really hate it and it's usually because of the way the characters are written, you know, Spider-Man would never do that. That's not the Spider-Man I grew up reading, you know, or that's my Spider-Man. You know, it'd be interesting to to get the point of view from somebody who's never read them. Yeah, before. I'd be winded. But the the first one though that really sprang to mind was Identity Crisis because I think because it it's it's not just a it, it is a, it's a superhero book. It's got Superman, it's got Batman, but it's it's very it's deep. Okay. It's dramatic. But I also think it's pretty safe to say that I'm just not um, a sci-fi fantasy person this either. Is true. So it's not comic books. It's that the most of the comic books, at least the ones that I've been exposed to, are sci-fi yeah. fantasy <clears throat> type of thing. And that just but there are some other you know, great comic books out there. I don't watch there. movies like that. Yeah. I don't want. There's but some if it's other comic books in general. I'll, I'll send me Archie. Criminal. I would love to read another one of those. Criminal by Ed Brubaker springs to mind. It is not. There's not one superhero in that book at all. It's a, it's a crime book, and if you like crime movies, you'd love Criminal. Um, I, I again, I think you'd like Pride of Baghdad. Probably so. Yeah. So. Okay. Move, read a little bit more of his. Okay. This is this is where Defixer kind of punks me out. Punks, yeah. And by the by, I read every book and yeah. article the wife gives me. Well, goody for you, pin a rose on your nose, <laughs> Mr. The Best Husband in the World, making me look like a piece of crap. Well, he knows how to balance it out. says, I don't like all of them, but I believe if she's willing to try one or two, I can put up with more than a few episodes of Oprah and Lifetime movies. Even uh, I don't do that to you. No, but you've made me watch some some what you'd call chick flicks, and I, I actually ended up liking I, them. I ever made you watch after you made me l- watch like every Kevin Smith movie that was <laughs> currently out at the time, yeah, and some other Stephen kind of thing. I think I made you watch Little Women. <laughs> Might have been one of the first ones. Mm. No, I don't think I've ever seen all of Little Women. So yes, maybe. Well, it must not have been that. I- 
Well, you made me watch Making an American Quilt or something like that. That yeah. I actually didn't mind that one. The yeah, that was all right. And I kind of did that to you just on purpose. Like yeah. these will be about as interesting to you yeah, as take, everything that I've had to sit through. Take that sucker! Jeez, we even that's the at the same time that the Clerks cartoon yeah was on. Ugh. It was a shame that they canceled it. Yeah, yeah. But it's I it's a shame. All that I, with you. I was. Let me just do anything and <laughs> let me just say this real quick about Clerks the Animated Series. ABC <laughs> I started something. I'm sorry. ABC bought that show. Okay. It said, Hey, make make these 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 animated episodes. They wanted to jump on the whole Simpsons yeah. Family Guy bandwagon. After seeing, I guess, a couple episodes, ABC went, Oh, wait a minute. That's a little too racy. It's a little too over the top for us. But didn't they see them before they aired them? Apparently so. Well, yeah. But then they said, we're only going to release two. Yeah. You were and really- this, Well, this is the network that a year or two later did the reality show, um, Are You Hot Enough or whatever. It had like yeah. L- Lorenzo Lamas, but the whole premise was who's got the sexiest bod, basically. Yeah. yeah that's not racy. No. Jacks. Okay, let me read a little bit more from DeFixer here. Um, He has a little something to say about Captain America 25. As to the I'll never read it again comment I made, comics cost money. If people don't think they're getting their money's worth, they should say so by not buying the comic. As for me, I'll never read Marvel again right after World War Hulk. Oh, and after the initiative ends. Oh, and after the hunt for magic. Oh, never mind. So... That comment I made about certain people going on the message boards after hearing that Captain America died. I'll never read Marvel again. If it's truly just simply, you know, this is a, I've been wanting to drop some books because I don't have enough money and this has got me upset enough that I'm going to drop these books. I understand that. But a lot of these people that go on the message boards and say, I will, you know, Marvel Comics is ruining comics for me and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They still buy the comics. Yeah. Vote with your wallets, people. Uh, one last thing. One last Come word. Back up oh, there. you skipped best what I- thought was the best. The best idea, idea of the show. show. Superhero Twister. Yeah, baby. You know who, <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the three people that would win, that would be undefeated in Superhero Twister. Nope. Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> Yes, Elastigirl, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, Plastic Man, and the Elongated Man. Exactly. You can't beat them. That's true. Well, they wouldn't be allowed to play. No. They could spin the little wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and one last word to the wife, Boston Legal Rules. Yeah, it does. Yes, it's about Denny Crane. Does it have to be about anything else? Really? And DeFixer has these little things. He ends every single one of his posts with these little... These little thoughts and parentheses that the An man, afterthought. yeah, every single post, the man's creative. And he says, my wife refuses to go on my podcast because she's afraid that someone will take her voice and paste naked pictures on the internet. At least I talked her out of wearing the aluminum hats. Odd duck. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Okay. The last, uh, okay, but wait about the oh. whole Boston legal thing since uh-huh. you made reference to that. Silly us, we forgot we have a VCR. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing last week. Please send Please us your DVD. Please send me a DVD. copy if it's not a rerun, which it was. It wasn't rerun. Um, this week is not, and it is just, starting, just starting here. And I said, I and said to you, Ma, mother, 
<laughs> What's this here thing here in the bottom of our TV that you put these videotapes in? You got one of them newfangled. Them newfangled VCRs. TV show recording devices. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what I was all of fretting about. Okay. That's all Twitter. Well, let's yeah, get to some right more. Either. Let's get to some I more. I was being narcissistic. Narcissistic. <laughs> I like eggs. Uh, posted for I think the first time. Yay! This is, that would be this is Heather. She's the first one to ever say on my podcast, I like eggs, and she started a movement. She, started- she says, in regards to episode 29, I haven't listened yet because I've been busy and my mom keeps saying no. I can't wait till I get my iPod. But I'm sure it's worth waiting for. It always is. As I reread what I've wrote, I can so tell a 15-year-old wrote this. No, sure. I can oh, well. so tell. I can so tell a 15-year-old wrote this. Oh, well. She's adorable. She is. Mom, let her what? Let her listen to the episode, yeah. Mom. Come Don't on. Hogging it, Ma. Jeez, Mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got two we others. Like two others here real quick. This one actually comes from the uh the main website at justanotherfanboy.com. It's set up so you can post comments to each episode on the uh the website itself if you don't want to come over to the message board if you don't want to yeah if if you don't come want to over. sign up and go through the whole registration process you can just come here and put your email in and and post your comments bloop, bloop, bloop. uh some dude named Kevin i'm not sure it's the, if it's the same Kevin Quash that's the Kevin that's always sending me voicemails says uh Stephen, great job on the podcast so who's this norman oklahoma guy i hope i'm not part of the inspiration for that i don't think so no you've okay. had norman oklahoma Knocking around in your head for years. Yeah, he used to. He used, he used yeah. to live in your head <laughs> and do some very he weird used to things. Live in my head. Okay, and one last one here before Kevin. we. Before so, how we, many people out there watched the cartoon lineup on three, last Saturday morning? Um, just to figure out what what it was we were talking about well, last week in regard can, to three, two, one penguins. Can, I, I was watching well, it with the kids, and I wondered. But hmm, I wonder no, if anybody no no the episode got up late. It didn't go up till sun, Saturday afternoon. Okay, so I wonder how many people will listen this, this weekend Saturday. Yes, yeah, to find out. Cubo what is this three, two, one penguins. NBC Cubo is just what they call their yes. their lineup from what is here nine a.m. to noon. Um, we also really really love Jacob Tutu. Yeah, and, that's a good well, show. Well, and Jane of the Dragon is my favorite too. Yeah. But um three two one penguin Kevin. <laughs> so so here's one last feedback before we actually because we need to get into the meat of the show here. Yeah. We're already we're thirty get, minutes oh, into the for show. Crying out loud. So Jeez. this is in reference to episode twenty five, and this was also over at the main website, and I don't check the comments that often. That's why I'm just now getting around to it. Actually, I think this dude just posted this the other day, but it says Steven. In reference to episode 25, the first episode you were on. You yeah. Ready? You ready for this? Yeah. I know a good divorce divorce lawyer if the need arises. Please keep the mic away from your beloved to spare me another hour of hair pulling and teeth mashing when episode 50 rolls around. Ouch. Yours in eternity, Ralph the dog, not the Muppet. Please don't divorce me. <sighs> no. Well, Please don't divorce me. I just, I posted a quick little reply that just simply said, Boy, you're really going to hate the show once episode 29 starts. <laughs> Hello. Good to have you while we had you. I'm really sorry that I would annoy anyone. I, I really do feel badly for people who were regular listeners and then you kind of threw me in there with my own, you know, personality. Being that what it is. <laughs> being what it is. You know, so I apologize that I didn't quite 
uh, meet his standards of entertainment. Well, uh, it's unfortunate, but we can't please everybody. That's true. <laughs> now I know how Britney Spears feels. <laughs> You're not going to shave your head and start whacking buses with a with an umbrella. <laughs> Nobody <you>? likes me. <laughs> Oh, boy. Paparazzi will be chasing me in no time, I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Moving on to news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Jock 2.0, the most technologically advanced male undergarment on the market today. Are boxers too free? Do your tidy whities provide too much support? Do you find that your boys need something just a little more? Well, why not try Jock 2.0, the male undergarment for the 21st century man. Jock 2.0 adjusts to the wearer's body to provide just the right amount of support for you and your boys. Just find the right comfort level on the patented jock number dial, set the number, and spend the day in perfect support and comfort tailored just for you. Jock 2.0, because adjusting yourself in public is just not cool. Jock 2.0 must never be allowed to get wet or damp. 79.2% of users who perspired while wearing Jock 2.0 noticed a dramatic decrease in sperm count and their complete inability to follow a child. Dynamite Entertainment has acquired the rights to produce comics based on the first two films of the Terminator franchise. This agreement will include the T-800, which is the Schwarzenegger Terminator model, and the T-1000, which is the Robert Patrick Terminator model. Sarah and John Connor will be there as well as more. Plans call for the launch of an initial series entitled Terminator 2 Infinity, which will be followed shortly by a crossover miniseries. Probably won't pick that one up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Here's an interesting one. United Arab Emirate, Emirate? United Arab Emirate-based Al-Ali Group and Marvel Entertainment, Inc. announced today a partnership. Well, not today. I don't know when this is posted. Announced a partnership that will bring Marvel's full library of superheroes to Dubai for a major new theme park destination being developed by AAG. Hmm. So, we don't have one here. We have the uh, um, Universal Theme Park in Florida that has a, a uh, Marvel Island or something on it. I've always wanted to go. Simon would love it. A whole area of a theme park devoted just to Marvel superheroes. He, he thinks that's That'd pretty cool. cool. Okay, according to Variety, Angelina Jolie will play the role of of the fox in Universal's adaptation of Mark Millar and J.G. Jones's Wanted. Another one I have not read, but depending on what station it's going to be on. Be live action or yes. animation? Yes, live action. Because I just read she's prepared to be a full-time stay-at-home mom now for a while. So. Yeah, we'll see. Among the announcements coming out of Wizard World LA this weekend was the news that Mark Wade is leaving the Supergirl and the Legion of Superhero title, uh, along with Barry Kitson. Newly signed DC exclusive writer Tony Bedard, who was also recently named as one of the writers behind the upcoming weekly series Countdown, will take over as the writer of Legion for six issues, beginning with June's issue number 31. It's another title I don't read. <laughs> here's, a, here's, here's one. 
Dynamite Entertainment today released great news. Again, I don't think that's today. I got to just quit copying and pasting directly. This was posted early, earlier in the week. Dynamite, let me start that over. Okay. Dynamite Entertainment, sometime earlier in the week, released great news concerning the release of The Lone Ranger number six, which will have additional pages added and be offered at regular cover price. The Lone Ranger number six will have 25 full pages of story and art to wrap up the first storyline. The dramatic retelling of the Lone Ranger's origin concludes with the Lone Ranger number six from writer Brett, Brett Matthews, cover artist and art director John Cassidy, interior artist Sergio Carrillo, and art and colorist Dean White. This is a book I wish I would have jumped on from the beginning. You remember the Lone Ranger? The show? Yeah. Yeah. The mask and Tonto yeah, and Hio Silver. No. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid, and they've sure they've did. they've got a comic book out now that has more. Uh, it's more mature, you know, makes it more realistic as far as the Old West, you know. You don't but it still takes place in the Old West. Yeah. Like in the modern day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Comics industry superstar Robert Kirkman is going on a five-city, 72-hour tour to promote the debut of his new comic book series, The Astounding Wolfman. The tour takes place over the weekend of May 5th, Free Comic Book Day. Fan, yeah, fans in New York City, Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles, and and the San Francisco Bay Area can meet the writer of Walking Dead, Ultimate X-Men, and Invincible, and get free copies of The Astounding Wolfman. Woo! Another one. I, I This is one I'm trying to get in on on the ground floor, but apparently issue number one is given, is given out as a free comic book on free comic book day. And I can't figure out how to get the free comics from Free Comic Book Day from I know you've been having my online service. You know, I, I was gonna just ask, you know, the listeners, if you know how to do this through DCBS, let me know, but I suppose I could just email them. Duh. Yeah. That's what that contact us yeah. button on most uh, web pages is all about. You ready for, you ready for this one? This sounds really exciting. I guess so. The House of Ideas is on fire! On fire! Between the fallout of Civil War, the death of Captain America, and sizzling hot titles like Dark Tower Gunslinger, Gunslinger, that could have been a blooper, Gunslinger Born and Marvel Zombies vs. Army of Darkness, Marvel continues to make must-reads of all of its titles. Apparently, they've got a list here of 12 books that have sold out and have had to go back to second printings. Captain America number 25, no surprise there. Dark Tower, The Gunslinger Born, number one, which is an awesome book. That's a Stephen King book that they are now adapting from Marvel Comics. Uh, Mighty Avengers, number one. New Avengers, Illuminati, Secret History. Marvel Zombies, Army of Darkness, number one. Civil War, The Initiative. Uh, Civil War, The Confession. Iron Man, number 15. Sensational Spider-Man, number 35. And Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number 17. Oh, and Spider-Man Family, number one. All of these books have sold out and have gone into second printings. Uh, You can go to newsarama.com to find out more information about these books when they're going to be released. And practically any of the stories that I've done so far, because that's pretty much all I do is just go to the web and take the stories. This week on DVD, Batman Beyond Season 3. This is a two-disc series. Animated? Yes. Yeah, Simon would like that one. Justice League Unlimited Season 2, two-disc series. He'd love that, too. He loves that show. Stan Lee, The Condor. Aragon, which the one with the kid and the blue dragon, which I think Simon would really like as well. 
Now we saw a preview for it. He said he wants to see it. <laughs> and if the four-year-old says he wants to see it, he wants to see it. Uh, Rocky Balboa. I add that to our Netflix queue. Oh, please. Oh, come on. Is that the Ugh. newest one? Yeah. Oh. Hey, if George Foreman can do it, Rocky Balboa can do it. That's, yeah. what, that's where he got the inspiration to do the movie. Okay. All right. Seventh Heaven, season four, six, six disc series. I love that show. We need to order that tonight. Yeah, we have season one, two, and three. Yeah. It took forever. I'll order. Two and three. Like oh, my forever. God. Like forever. And we, we didn't start watching it on TV when it first came out. And when we moved, we didn't get the reception very well. So, I mean, we watched it on TV for maybe a year, one season well, or so. It's funny because when season three came out and I got it for you and uh, somebody was asking me, I, I happened to mention it to somebody. Yeah, I got the wife season three of uh, Seventh Heaven. And they were like, is that that God show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose you could say that. You could. Um, God rocks. Yeah. Get yourself a dose of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> New, uh, news Radio, Season 5. That's a three-disc set. I love the News Radio. Um, and his, oh, yeah. I don't care for that one as much. Here's a couple that, that you put down because you've just found yeah, the titles interesting. The, well, I looked at the new releases you showed me. So, and nothing really just jumped out at me except American Dining and Entertaining Etiquette. What a great way... To, to fall asleep. Well, no, I'm just thinking, <laughs> you know, things are a little bit different these days, maybe. Well, not for everybody. There are still people who are uh, socially involved. <laughs> but uh, our kids don't even know how to, you know, which side of the plate to oh, I don't. a fork and knife go on I w- anymore. So. I went to that, that business trip that my company set me on in Texas, and we were at a fancy oh, schmancy boy. hotel and they they the the conference had served lunch and dinner and i remember sitting down for lunch and it was one of those types of meals that you see on those really extravagant oh, cooking no. shows where they you know they have the dessert and the frosting dripped on it just right across the plate you know oh, yeah. to form the designs and i sit down there's like the seven forks on one side of my plate yeah. and i'm like I look at my buddy and I said, "There's, there's like seven freaking forks here. What, what am I supposed Start to do?" Start from the outside and work your way in. I like, That's what they say. I like the big fork because <laughs> it's got longer tines. Can I just use that one for everything? Heck yeah! No, and that actually that- reminds me, if I can just interrupt real quick, oh, a story uh, that um, I, uh, I want to say it was Eric Idle. One of the Pythons told when John Cleese wrote the idea, the the show for Faulty Towers was based off an actual person that ran a hotel that all the pythons stayed in because this guy was so incredibly rude that all the other guys from monty python stayed the first night and then went elsewhere john cleese stayed behind to study this guy because it then created faulty towers but there was a story one of the many things that this guy did that they said was incredibly rude one of them was terry gilliam he's the only american apparently us americans eat our steak different than, I guess, folks from Britain, which in we, we, you know, we take the knife in our right hand and we take the fork in our left hand and we cut a right. piece of steak. Then we put the knife down and we put the fork back into our right hand. Yeah, sometimes. Well, apparently that's not the way to do it. Apparently over there, you're supposed to put the knife in the left hand, fork in the right hand, cut. And try not to cut your hand off. And that way 
you never have to change cutlery as you're eating. So apparently Terry Gilliam is eating his steak the way Americans do, and this guy gave him crap for it. This guy, that's not the way we eat steak here, mate. You know, and just, crazy people. So yeah, he's he's not alive anymore. People are just way too uptight. But again, the reason this jumped out at me is, you know, just because... um, we're not the type of people who entertain or go to fancy dinners and whatnot. Doesn't mean our children won't be exposed to, you know, like what if, you know, what if the queen? Hello? What if the I queen? Said, last week it was with the anyways, and this week it's with the, you know, yeah. What if the queen comes? What if they have an occasion? You know, I don't want them to be embarrassed. That just sounds like you know modern day Emily Post sort of thing. And what's the other one you put down? Well, I, it jumped out at me because it's the hunt for the BTK killer. Don't want to see it, but it's of interest because that's, that happened here that's in Kansas. practically our backyard. Well, it was in Wichita. It's Wichita, but... But that's uh, something I didn't know anything about until it all came to a head, what, two years ago, yeah, a year ago or so? Um, so that's just part of our state history, sadly. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that would be of interest only for that reason. Right. I don't know what it's like. Well, that was your news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. And now, my comic book picks of the week. Okay, so I got two books for you this week. I think what I'm going to start doing is just picking a book from each company. And currently, until the month of May, when Madman comes out, uh, which once a month, I'm going to have mandatory Madman. But until then, I'm going to do one book from each company. So first up from DC, we've got Justice League of America, number six. This is the final chapter of The Tornado's Path, entitled Iron Man, written by Brad Meltzer, pencils by Ed Benes, inks by Sandra Hope, cover by Michael Turner. That's the cover I have. There's an alternate cover by Adam Hughes, uh, letterer is Rob Lay, colorist Alex Sinclair, assistant editor Adam Schlagman, and editor Eddie Braganza. So it took six whole issues to get the team together, but it was, it was a fun ride. So the red tornado had, who is, has always been an android, has taken over. He's, he's in a human body. And we start out with the red tornado battling Solomon Grundy while the rest of the team is off fighting Amazo. And this is one of the best sequences in the entire book because Amazo, who, if you'll notice, honey, this is what Amazo looks like in the comic books. Looks nothing like yeah. the action figure that Simon has. Nothing He's like. He's just clear. Yeah. But the purpose behind Amazo is he has and has the ability to tap into the powers of every single superhero that's ever been a member of the Justice League. Oh, he's like that guy in Heroes. Yeah, so he is a B.A. Two guys. He is a B.A. Baracus. B.A. So, <clears throat> I can't say the second word. It's it's a naughty word. He's a bad. Oh. He's a bad oh, horse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Square. There's really good uh, 
these captions uh, spoken by Red Arrow as the Justice League takes down Amazo. And it's this is one of the best sequences in a comic book I've read in a long time because pretty much the Justice League at this point, they know how to take down Amazo. There's certain things that they know that they have to do. And there's a really good comment in here. Um, do, 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 do. They know what happens if Amazo shrinks like the atom and comes at their foreheads with the speed of Wally and the strength of Clark. These past leaguers, they've run this scenario before. War gamed it out. This isn't a street fight. It's a military assault. So they. Dude, she's all buffed up. Who's in? Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman is That's in. That's cool. She's, she's an Amazon. Well, Linda Carter wasn't. Well, no. I don't know that I've ever seen Wonder Woman drawn looking buff. I mean, I've seen her looking svelte. This is, yeah, you know, this is the this way is she, cool. Yeah, that's the way she, this, the art in this is amazing. This is Ed Benny's and he is, he is an amazing artist. But there's just this really great stuff as they just take it by the numbers and take down Amazo. And there's this funny little scene where the, the first thing they do. Oh, wow. Clark goes Sorry. for the eyes. She's I re- obviously had her Brazilian recently, though. Well, yes. <laughs> That's a, okay. <laughs> I like how uh, Brad Meltzer, when he writes these and he does the caption boxes, these are s- supposed to be the thoughts of whatever character. Mm-hmm. He never has these characters call the other superheroes by their superhero names. Okay. You know, like here, uh, da, 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 Clark goes for his eyes, allowing Bruce and Hal to go low. You know, they all know each other. Right. You know, they don't have they, they have secret identities, but not from each other. They're all friends. But there's this great scene here where, you know, allowing Bruce and Hal to go low. You want to take out the flash, you saw his legs off. So there's this, this, this panel. Well, he's an android. There's this panel where you, you've got the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan over on one leg, creating a chainsaw to cut through his legs. But then you've got Batman on the other leg with some kind of little laser tool cutting through his legs. And he just looks, he just looks like, I got to cut his leg off. This looks all crazy. I just think it's funny. But so. They're going through the numbers. They're taking out, uh, Who's that? Amazo. That is the Black Canary. Aha. Uh-huh. That he, Another one of Simon's favorite. Yes. He, she is going to apparently marry the Green Arrow. Oh. Yeah. That's a book I'd like you to get in on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time, basically, you've got two battles being fought. You've got the Justice League taking on Amazo while Solomon Grundy and Red Tornado fight. And Red Tornado is learning what it's like to be in a human body because now he can feel the pain. He's bleeding. Mm. His nose won't start bleeding. The whole time that Red Tornado and Solomon Grundy are fighting, Red Tornado's wife can actually see the battle through some, uh, some kind of a teleportation uh, window or something. And Keep turning the page. So... The fight comes to a head. I'm going to spoil it for you, but the fight comes to a head when... Is that her? Um, yes, that's his wife. Who? That's no, Red I was looking for Black Canary Oh, again. no. Because if her fishnet stockings don't have a run in them by the time this fight is over, I'm not oh, buying it. No, they're, they're superhero fishnet stockings. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but the, the fight comes to a head when the, the, the one leaguer that you would not expect to take out a mezzo... Takes him out, and that's Vixen. Ew. She she plummets from yeah, a very high height. She says, "Uh, despite well, what- and see there, she's got to be using double sided tape now. Well, who obviously, would do yeah. that? I agree. I agree. <laughs> it's it's kind of silly. You know the the skin tight bodysuit I can buy. Sure, because you got to be. Able but to, it's aerodynamic. You would that you would think sense. that every five seconds through the fight, she'd have to be tucking those things back in. Yeah. 
I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> she plummets from up on high. Despite what people think, the fastest animal on Earth isn't the cheetah. It's the peregrine falcon diving after its prey, and she plunges at him um, at a speed of 217 miles an hour. And it added uh, with human mass and an added 9,000 pounds of weight. She then um, uses the power of the Triceratops to plunge directly through Amazo's body, taking him out. So I'm not going to spoil the rest of the issue for you. I'm not going to spoil the ending. Uh, hopefully you're reading this. If you're not, you should be. Uh, again, Brad Meltzer has to be the probably if I was to rank my favorite writers, he'd be right up there at the top, probably tied with Ed Brubaker. Uh, Ed Benes, again, is an artist that I honestly, when I first found out he was going to be on the book, I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled. I didn't know much about Ed Benes. And I was like, who's this guy? But he he's been doing the most phenomenal job on this book, and I am so happy that he's on it. I, I'm also happy to find out that Brad Meltzer will be on Justice League for at least the first 12 issues. So that makes me happy. Ed Benes sounds like he's going to even still be on after those 12 issues are up. So that's some good news. So that's Justice League of America number six. Check it out. Good stuff. Next up for Marvel Comics, we have the infamous, the most talked about book of the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Captain America number 25. Bum, bum, bum. Now, I'd like to say I'm going to spoil this for you, but if you don't know yet that Captain America apparently dies in this issue. Where have you then, been? Yeah. Even I know that. Well, and and the funny thing is, is that I haven't seen one bit of this on the news. Of course, I don't watch a lot of news. Like on the real news? Yeah. This is, they've talked you about this apparently. Have you seen CNN? Yeah. Well, have you <laughs> seen it on anything on, because you watch a lot of those shows. It's been apparently mentioned on the, like, Good Morning America well, or the I Today watch, Show but I don't get to or. Watch. All yeah, it's usually. it's been all over the place. This wow, this actually was a very great issue. I I knew it was going to be because it's written by the great Brew himself, Ed Brubaker. Let me find the credits here. This is called "Death of a Dream" Part One, written by Ed Brubaker, art by Steve Epting, colors by Frank D'Armada, letters by uh, Virtual Calligraphies Jose Carmagna. Uh, assistant editors, Molly Laser and Aubrey Sitterson. Editor is Tom Brevoort. And editor-in-chief, Joe Casada. Yeah, this is a very tacky old spice ad right here at the end. It's okay, I was just looking to see what it says. Sure, she's attractive. Sultry, even. But she is only eating it because she because it tastes good. And it is hot where she happens to be. Keep it clean. <laughs> Whatever. So... I'm not, going to hell. I'm not going to go into a lot of specifics of this issue because chances are probably most of my listeners have read this. Um, if you haven't, frankly, this is a great time to jump on to Captain America. And you're probably not going to find any issues if you go out into the comic book stores today and try to look for them. But uh, as I announced in the news, they're reprinting this one in the second printing. So you will you should be able to find it. Um Ultimately, this is the aftermath of Civil War. Uh, Captain America has surrendered to the government. Uh, he's realized that the way he's handling the uh, his response 
against the Superhero Registration Act, which was to just basically take up arms against America, was probably not the best thing that he could have done. He's supposed to be the embodiment of the American people. Okay, he's not a uh, just a guy who fights for the government, who follows all the, the the rules of America. He fights for what he feels the country wants, and he's realized that the country wants the Superhero Registration Act, so he's turned himself in. So, in this issue, you've got Captain America on the steps of the courthouse, and there is just you know all the paparazzi are there, and they're they're taking him down the steps of the courthouse when. Steve Rogers, Captain America, notices a laser sight on the back of a U.S. Marshal that's escorting him out. And in true Captain America fashion, knocks the guy out of, his, out of the way, saves his life, but in return, gets shot in the back. Mm. This, this is not, however, the shot that kills him. In the commotion, somebody walks directly up to him, sticks a gun in his belly, mm. and shoots him three times. Boom, boom, boom. Well, God, I don't want to spoil this for you either. <laughs> Let me just say it's not who you expected. All right, I'm going to spoil it. Everybody else is. The uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. <laughs> well, I, I can't think of her freaking name off the top of my head. The The S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that used to be his girl, Sharon Carter, she's the one that kills him. Hmm. But she was, uh, you know, it's the whole, she was um, mind- Mind warped. She was taken over. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, so <laughs> Dr. Faustus, I think his name is, had somehow gotten into her mind, and, and he's the one that, that got her to kill him. But it ends with her. She's she's in the restroom cleaning herself off. She's very upset because, you know, the man that she has loved is dead, apparently, and um, this is when she discovers that she's the one that actually shot and killed him. So... This is the beginning of what is going to be a very good story. Something's going to be good. Art by Steve Epting is awesome. If you don't like Steve Epting, you're a fool! Because the art is just amazing. Crossbones shows up in it. Falcon shows up in it. This is some. This is a very good, well-written story. Um, anybody who's upset about the death of Captain America, just read the book because it is a very well-written story. It's handled very well. Um, I don't think Captain America is going to stay dead for very long, probably a year, and he's going to be back. I my my thought behind this whole this whole thing is we're we're hearing people on the news, we're hearing people on the internet saying, you know, with what's going on in Iraq, yeah. with the state of the world, is this really the best time to be Killing killing a character like Captain America? Yeah. But I think the purpose behind it is is this, the Marvel Universe is now at an area at, at a point where everything's been turned on its head. And by killing off Captain America, people are going to start understanding why they needed Captain America. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm, and true. they got to bring him back because they're making a movie. What's his so. superpower? Well. Flicking your back. We talked about this last week. We did. Oh, yes. No. The, he's a super soldier. Oh, yeah. Back in World War II. Yeah. He's basically, he's fast. He's strong. But he's not indestructible. He's not, obviously not so indestructible. So maybe they're going to just make him, we have the technology. <laughs> maybe they're going to. He'll be the $6 million man. Oh, yeah. In this day and age, a $6 Some, billion dollar yeah. man. Something like no, that. No, I think, uh, 
I don't know. I think it was all a ruse. I don't, you know, I don't think it, it may not have even been him. You know, knowing comic books, it could have been a, a life model decoy, which is lots an of theories out there. I'm sure because yeah. I've already got stuff going on in my head, and I don't even read the darn thing. Yeah, so, so could be this, could be that. I bet it's this. I bet that's truly driving people crazy. And see, for me, if I was reading something like that and it just ended like that, I would go. You'd have to wait a whole month I, to find out. Yeah, and and you would probably still wouldn't find out in that month. Yeah, because that's the thing with comic books, like, I like Lost. Answers. You know, they're going to, they're going to drag it. Yeah. They're going to drag it out for like six months, probably six months to a year. It's one of those things just has to all come out and then I'll read it when it's done. And that's why a lot of people do that's called waiting for the trade. Yeah. You know, I would be, I can't do that just simply because I am like you to a certain extent that I've got to read the story. So knowing that here's this great story that's coming up and I can get it monthly or I can wait a year. Yeah. You want, you want to get in on it. Yeah. I want to, I, I, I like to read it as it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to be, I like to, to finish that book, to finish the, you know, to get to that last page and just go, what in the heck is going on? I, you, you like know, the thrill. Ugh, drives it's me too crazy. much. It's too much for me. So those were my comic book picks of the week. Picks of the week. Captain America number 25. Captain America is actually a book when, uh, I first started getting into comics. My, uh, my older brother, Dave, who listens to the show, say hello to Dave. Me? Yeah, he listens. Hello, David. <laughs> Get to work. Um, Come see he, us sometime. <laughs> he was the one that first got into comics. And he was the one that went to my mom and my dad and said, Hey, can we get subscriptions to some of these comic books? And mom and dad, my mom and dad said, Sure, I we, we will buy We'll put up the money of each one of you two, one of, each one of the three of us, me, Michael, and David, my older brother and my younger brother. I'm a middle child. Middle child. And a redhead. Oh, my God. <laughs> and fat and freckly. I had a hard life. Mwah. But David actually sat down with me and my brother, my little brother, Michael, and showed us the page in a certain comic book he had. Said, here's the books that are coming out from Marvel Comics that we can get subscriptions to. What do you guys want to order? Wow. I chose G.I. Joe because I was was in grade school, probably fifth and sixth grade, and I chose Captain America. I would have chosen Spider-Man, but I think Dave already had chosen Spider-Man, and he's, well, I'll let you read my Spider-Man. And he might have talked me into Captain America because he knew, you know, he knew the titles he wanted to read. Yeah. And he knew the way he was going to be able to read them was to get me and Michael to also get the books that he wanted to read because he was only allowed to get two for himself. So. Yeah. But I, I grew up in the 80s reading Captain America, and so having been a reader that's been reading Captain America for decades – this does not disappoint, you know, kind of like the unmasking of Spider-Man back in Civil War. You know, it didn't. It creeps me out thinking there are people that I actually know who listen to this. <laughs> I don't know why. Suddenly I'm very self-conscious. You're getting the Johnny Fever syndrome from WKRP. Like I need to go put on some makeup or something. <laughs> Johnny Fever first realized how many people are actually listening to him. He froze up on the air. Well, it's not the amount of people. It's like. Family. Ooh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Hi, David. My mom doesn't listen to this, though. Yeah, my mom doesn't either. Yeah, because they, they're like us. They have the dial-up. So yeah. it takes them too long to, to download it. But I do provide the, her with copies once in a while. Well, that's so nice of you. She doesn't listen to them, no. Well, either do I. <laughs> so that's my comic book picks of the week. Yeah. Um, let me look at my notes here. Is there anything else we need to talk about? 
Well, we noticed 15 minutes into Boston Legal that the TV wasn't turned on. Oh, dear Lord. So, during a little station break somebody, that we took. Somebody turned it off because I started it. I might. I don't think I would. I, I, sometimes it just clicks off. Yeah. You know, if the tape isn't, if there's a crinkle in the just tape the or gremlins. something. So I missed gremlins. the first 15 minutes, but yeah. it's still taping. So I've been trying to talk my friend Craig into coming over and being on the show once or twice. Oh, I'd have to clean the house. No, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna, but he, he is, he primarily reads DC and what See, are the books? See, now I'm noticing all the, the cobwebs in the corners all of a sudden and the it's, inch of dust on the ceiling fan. It's probably not going to happen, but I, I threw the idea out to him to uh, come over and be on the show when 52 ends to talk about 52, but I doubt he's going to do it. So, well, we'll just see about that. Maybe I'll make a pot uh, roast. I do want to give a big shout out to uh, the Raging Bullets podcast. Uh, they're going to be celebrating their one year anniversary. Oh, that's right. Which means that when we're done recording this, yeah, we, weren't you supposed to send something in by now? I was. I was supposed to send it in by the 18th, but you. it sounds like they're extending the deadline because good, they've got such a big show. It's going to have to be done in three parts. Okay, good. So it's. I not mean, their their show is like two and a half hours long anyway. Yeah, they're going to have to do it in like three parts. Wow. So when we're done recording this, we'll record a little, a little happy me anniversary. Too? Yeah, because you I don't care. You're part of the show <laughs> All now. Right. So okay. So pay. So if you want to hear us on another podcast, listen to. Raging Bullets. And yeah. they, and, and, the, and Sean and Jim from Raging Bullets will probably join me on this show, um, in May for the release of the first issue of Madman to talk about Madman from Image Comics. Cause, uh, I'm a longtime Madman fan. Over, are they? No, okay. no, it'll all be done over the internet. The original idea was since we don't have high speed internet, we can't do Skype. But they were going to do it with uh, them on Skype talking to me over the phone. Yeah, and that kind of nixes my whole idea of wanting you to do interviews of of celebrities who are comic book fans too. Well, that's so why we'll that's to... why we need to check into the high speed internet. Yeah, yeah, man, uh, that's it. fine with me. Okay, I'll, I'll call about that. Lots more games. And well, stuff that especially the since especially yeah, since la- let me talk about this because this really ruined my day last He's week. Pointing his finger at I'm me. I'm pointing my <laughs> finger at the mic. <laughs> You can't see me, but it's very agitated. Um, because we don't have the high speed internet, normally low rent, low rent. <laughs> normally what I do is I, I record the episode. I save it to a, a memory key or a flash drive, whatever nomenclature you'd like to use. And then I'll take it to the public library, you know, Wednesday after work. And there, there's two ways you can get onto the internet at the public library in Lawrence, Kansas. First of all, you have to have a library card. You can choose standard internet. Which and everybody can get a library card. Every, the Fonz can get a library everybody card. Everybody can have a library card. My it, kids are three and four and they have library cards. Yeah. So if you don't have a library card, exactly. go get one. It so is empowering. You can, you can choose standard internet. Basically, you go up, you scan your card at this computer and you reserve an internet station. Standard internet, you're allowed to sit there for an hour and you actually sit down at a desk. And then there's express internet, which you only get 15 minutes and you stand up at a desk. Well, standard internet is usually taken by all the kids in the neighborhood coming over and playing games and whatnot on the yeah. computers. So I always choose express internet. It never takes more than five minutes to upload the show. Last week's show, though, was an hour and a half long. So I plug in. My bad. And I was on, 
I had to reserve the computer twice. Was on there for it's gonna happen a half. We don't show it, half an hour. Sorry. So God, that divorce attorney. Oh, I know. <laughs> and now for comic book theater, starring Norman, Oklahoma, and Gary, Indiana. In this segment, Norman and Gary read from the Mighty Avengers number one. <laughs> need Avengers? Do we need? You've got all of the registered heroes in the U.S. working for the government now. You have superheroes working in all 50 states. Almost all. The world needs the Avengers. The best of the best. The best and the brightest. Symbols. Icons. It's a time of healing. It's time to tell people we're looking out for them. Okay, so who would they be? These best and brightest? That's the thing. In the history of the Avengers... It's always been left to chance. Fate, whatever. Even the last batch of new Avengers were gathered together by fate, which Rogers was always really into. Being frozen in a block of ice will do that to you. Well, it's whimsical nonsense, especially in the new world. Me and you, for the first time in Avengers history, we get to pick. Well... I guess we can wrap our segment up here and move on to Norman's yeah. segment. Um, part, I think it's four of the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. Thrilling indeed. So, And the best of luck to anybody out there who might have a pet that's been affected by the, the pet food recall. That is really sad. I've been, yeah. I mean, Beloved pets are dying, you know, or getting very, very sick. So, uh, we have a very old cat, but she only eats. This is obviously dry food, so. something, though, that it's unfortunate about it is that it's obviously had to have happened over a long period of time. I, I don't mean, know. I, don't, I don't, I don't think it's just that they eat a can of dog food and then a week later. I mean, I think they'd have to be eating this. So it's something I, I, I don't know. I haven't been watching a lot of the news articles on yeah, it. Yeah, I hadn't. I have to. Too, I have either. to assume that this has been happening over a long. You eating know, the same. Food eating for the long. same thing every day yeah. for years and years and years. Have done. It's like their kidney. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. That'd be a really that's tough thing to watch your your little friends go through. So. Yeah, I know yeah. Abby's going to have a hard time when. When, when our her, cat dies. Her, when our cat dies. Yeah, she's old. She's like fourteen. I think we've talked about her before. Yeah. So, yeah. but anywho, best of luck to anybody who yes. has a a pet. You know, Sue. <laughs> Do oh, what yeah. you got to do, you Get know. Paid. They're your they're your family members, so whatever you got to do. All right. Anyway, so, sorry, I didn't mean to be a downer. And now it's been on my mind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and now the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. Surrounded by strange creatures. I couldn't see them well in the firelight, but I could make out their shapes. They walked upright, but with a bent, hunched-back look. There were six of them, and they circled the camp at the edge of the fire. 
My hands slowly found their way to my guns, and I eased them from their holsters, thumbing back the hammers as they came clear of the leather. The creatures heard the faint click as I cocked my guns, and must have decided that their reconnaissance of my camp was complete. With a blood-curdling cry, which seemed to erupt from all six throats at once, they charged. I didn't have time to make out more than shapes as I fired shot after shot at the six bodies that lunged for me. Three went down with no trouble. The other three retreated with superficial wounds. I stood in the light of the fire, wrapped in silence. I didn't see any sign of the three that escaped, so I reloaded my guns quickly. The night clattered around me as the fire slowly died. My mind was alert as I scanned the surrounding darkness. A high-pitched whistle sounded through the night, and I saw something moving towards me slowly, almost cautiously. I started to smell smoke, cigarette smoke, and then he walked into the clearing. He walked in calmly, smoking his cigarette and smiling. He was a tall man, about seven feet with bulging muscles. He wore a lime green three-piece polyester suit covered by a long vest of chainmail which hung to his knees and shiny white platform shoes. He was clean-shaven. As a matter of fact, his head was completely hairless, but it was his eyes that put me at ease. His eyes spoke of wisdom and compassion. He just stood there, and took a drag off his cigarette. He exhaled the smoke in one long stream, flicking the ashes to the ground as he spoke. Nice evening, he said matter-of-factly, ignoring the twin cannons I had pointing in his direction. That it is, friend, I said, my eyes never leaving his. Can I help you with something? I was about to ask you the same thing, Mr. Oklahoma. His smile grew bigger, reaching from ear to ear. How do you know my name? Why, I was sent to you. Sent by a friend of ours. Sent? Sent by who? He laughed and threw a cigarette to the forest floor and ground it out with his boot. Why, I was sent by our little buddy, Haley Joe Osmond, the seer. He said you needed some help. He coughed once and pulled a pack of cigarettes out of his pocket, offered me one. I looked at him warily, easing the hammer of the forty-four in my right hand back into place before holstering it and taking a cigarette. What's your name, friend? He looked away for a moment as he lit his cigarette. Some folks call me Chapman, and I'm here to help you, Norman, Oklahoma, to help you kill Roger, the king's advisor. Kill Roger, I stated. I don't even know this guy. Why do we have to kill him? Because he is evil. He smiled. Plain and simple. Evil? He's so evil he has to die? I was baffled. It's like that? Yep, it's like that. He had a look in his eyes that I've seen before. It was the look of retaliation. I know this Roger, you see. He is evil, believe me on that one. The devil himself looks at old Roger and says, God dang, you are one evil guy. Listen, I just have a problem killing someone I don't know is all. Well, pal, you're just going to have to trust me on this one. Once we get to him, you will understand. If you say so, I yawned. I'll take the first watch. You get some shut-eye. Chapman settled down to sleep, and I leaned back against the old tree, resting my hands on the butts of my guns as I watched the night, my mind turning cartwheels. This was already starting to be more than I bargained for. I just wanted to help my cousin, not kill a man. I never enjoyed killing. I've had to do it on more than one occasion, and I'm not happy about it. Killing a man changes something inside you. When you kill someone, you're killing a part of yourself. You become cold. Aloof, brooding. Worse, you could come to enjoy killing. You could even get to the point where you need to kill. 
I once read a book where a man said something to the point of when you enjoy using your weapon, that it's time to put it down. I like my guns, but I don't enjoy using them to kill. Once I do, then it's time to put them away and return to a normal life. I've always wanted to be an accountant. Norman? Chapman spoke, interrupting my thoughts. Let me ask you a question. He sat there. I thought he was asleep this whole time, but apparently he wasn't. Okay, shoot. Do you have any idea where you are? Well, I'm on my way to the capital to... I know where you're going. That's not the question I asked. Well, I gave him my biggest smile. You know, I actually ain't got no idea where I am right at this very moment in time. I figured as such. It seems that Roger created a little spell that puts holes in your memory when you came into the land. You're our only hope, Norman, Oklahoma. And that's pretty sad because, well, it seems you can't remember crap. I can remember crap, I said sheepishly. Just not important crap. Well, friend, you happen to be smack dab in the middle of the hunting ground of the killer insomniac koala bears. And that's bad? Well, yeah, that's bad. What the heck do you think just attacked you? Uh, I couldn't think straight. The the killer insomniac koala bears? Of course it was the killer insomniac koala bears. And you know, if it wasn't for me and this whistle... He held up a whistle carved from ivory. You would have died. He could see I was even more confused. You see, these koala bears are insomniacs. Yeah? Which means they can't sleep. Yes, I see. Which just happens to make them pretty darn angry. Okay, I can understand that. What does that have to do with the whistle? I don't know. Just scares the crap out of them for some reason. Look, I'm not going to pretend that I know what's going on around here, but I... Settle down, Norman, Oklahoma. I just wanted you to know... That your life is now in my hands. You owe me one. Now, why don't you get some sleep? You look like you need it. I'll take the first watch. He gave me one of his big, common smiles. Sleep, Norman, Oklahoma. Sleep and dream. I checked the rearview mirror once more to make sure my tie was straight. I couldn't go into work with my tie out of place. What would Mr. Klein think? I sat in the McDonald's drive-thru waiting for my sausage egg biscuit, listening to my favorite Top 40 Light Hits radio station as I fiddled with my tie. My new cell phone rang and I jumped, my heart racing as I picked it up and pressed talk. Hello? I answered, fighting to mask my embarrassment of being startled by the phone. Oklahoma? It was my boss. Yes, Mr. Klein. Oklahoma, I need you to stop by the office supply store on your way into work. His voice was loud and demanding as always. Yes, sir, what can I get for you? My voice was quiet and subservient as always. Staples, Oklahoma, I need staples. Staples, yes, sir, I'm on it. I couldn't believe it. Mr. Klein needed me to get staples. Me. He usually has someone else go to the office supply store for him. This was a great honor. My biscuits arrived and I motored away, my fingers drumming on the steering wheel in nervous anticipation. It took only 20 minutes to get there, and I rushed through the automatic sliding glass doors. I made my way to the stapler aisle and froze. There were so many brands and sizes. I didn't know what to do. I thought about calling Mr. Klein, but if he suspected that I didn't have the stapler knowledge that he demands from an employee, then I might find myself on the unemployment line. I filled my cart with five boxes of each brand and size and found my way to the checkout line. Then my phone rang. Oklahoma. Something's coming. Get your guns. The voice on the phone said, 
What? Who's this? Dang it, Oklahoma. Get your butt up. We're in danger for Pete's sake. Who's Pete? I began to get very confused. Then I woke up. I was lying on the ground next to the fire, which had since become a pile of glowing ash. Chapman was crouched over me, shaking me with wild abandon. Wake up! He was whispering, but there was an urgency in his voice. What's happening? I asked, rubbing the sleep from my eyes. Get up. We need your guns. Chapman looked me square in the eyes and smiled eagerly. We're about to die. Will Norman, Oklahoma and Chapman die? Has everyone registered to vote? Just where is the beef? Find out in the next mind-boggling installment of the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. And thank you, Norman, for another very odd installment of the thrilling adventures of Norman, Oklahoma. Quirky. I think if I didn't know better, I think Norman has been breaking into my Percocet. Percocet. That's just a fun word to say. Percocet makes you perky. Percocet, yeah. perky, perky, Percocet. Be careful. Highly addictive. Yeah, you got to be careful. I'm going to go take one. I'm going to keep my <laughs> eye on you. Okay, so as I said earlier, return of the bloopers. You ready for the bloopers? Oh, yeah, let's hear some. All righty. Let's hear your bloop. Comic Book Theater starring Norm, Norm. In this segment, Norman and Gary read to from... My mind was alert. As, as, uh, I had to do it on more than one occasion. I'm not... And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, look, I'm not going to pretend that I know what's going on. Chapman was crouching over me. Those are fun. <laughs> that was funny. Yay when, for the return of the bloopies. It's when me and the boys get together the night before. So. Yeah, very good. That brings another episode to a close. Another long one, I fear. Let's, uh, yeah, that's probably just going to end up. That's well, just going to we'll work on that. Because people will. are used to listening to their favorite shows. You know, they download them and everything. It's like, okay, well, I've got a 20 minute drive to work. So I'm gonna, I listen to this one at this time. And of course, uh, Just Another Fanboy is about. 35, 40 minutes long, and I listen to that while I'm making dinner, you know, whatever. And so suddenly we're throwing people's lives completely out of whack. So we'll work on that. Yeah, you're making it longer. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Kidding. So let's talk about the ways you can spread the Just Another Fanboy love. Yeah. First of all, you can send me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. Please do. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think of Karen. Oh. Our, our, our newest don't edition. make me cry. <laughs> Just don't make her cry. But don't lie. I I do have vacation time built up. We still have some some money left from the 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 tax return. I will come to your house. Oh. And I will shake my finger at you. Because you angrily. love me. You can also, if you I want to be you. notified when new episodes are up, you mm-hmm. can also send an email to justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. Put in the subject line, just another fan of the show, and request to be put on our mailing list. Thus far, we have nearly, almost, none. Nobody's on the mailing list. You can also go (laughs) to our page at comicspace.com. It's at comicspace.com slash just underscore another underscore fanboy and become one of my friends. There's really nothing I do over at that site. It's kind of like MySpace for comics. Oh. And I don't understand the whole purpose of it, but 
generally I, I use it to send out bulletins to everybody that's on my friends list to let them know when an episode's up, but you can do that. All right. You can go to iTunes and give me a review. Yeah. Uh, I check that once <laughs> a week. Um, you can vote for the show at Podcast Alley. Uh, we're not up at dig.com yet, but we may get up there and you can come dig the show. I don't know what that's all about, but all the other podcasters talk about it. Well, if all the other dig, guys are doing yeah, it. Yeah, if all the other guys are doing it, I got to do it. <laughs> um, and hey, you know, if you've got any ideas to help me promote the show, email me, just another fanboy at gmail.com and give me some ideas. One of them that I'm throwing, I'm, I'm mulling around in my mind is, uh, just kind of a blatant ripoff from the around comics where, I will have a flyer that anyone can download and print out and take to their local comic book store and see if they can get it hung up. Um, and that, you know, I'm, That's I'm kind of desperate. I'm actually planning That's a con sexy. <laughs> I'm planning a contest. Please love me. Please I'm, listen to me. I'm not. A f well, heck, I'm just going to officially Define announce me. I'm, I'm going to officially announce the contest right now. What contest? The design, the just another fanboy flyer contest. Oh, that'd be good because a lot okay, of people are really good at stuff like that. And I'm not. Yeah. You know, design. Just, I mean, I'm not saying yeah, like I well, know. I'm just saying either am I. Design. I know where to begin. Design a flyer. Okay. Something that I can hang up at local comic book stores. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. You and can stick them in the bags <clears throat> when people buy comic Exactly, books. You exactly. Could, you want to go could, over uh, the top and print out a bunch of them. But we can talk yeah. about that more later when the when the flyer is created because I I've got a couple ideas. One is like around comics where you'll take it to your you'll print it out, take it to your local comic book store if they agree to hang it up on their wall. Um, give them a shout out. I'll or get, I'll, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll give them a shout out on the show. Cool. You know, a little free advertising for the for the store. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, I can print out, you know, a number of copies. If you can try to talk your local comic book shop into actually putting a flyer in each bag of an, an order when somebody comes yeah. in and orders books, you know, maybe we can go above and beyond. But here, okay, here's the idea of the contest. I'm getting sick. I'm sorry. Here's the idea of the contest. You design <laughs> a flyer for just another fanboy. Um, I'm pretty open to whatever you want to put on it. Um, but rated G. Rated G, correct. Uh, providing that it has the title, Just Another Fanboy, that it states that it is a comic book podcast. Yeah. And it has the, the website, www.justanotherfanboy.com. That'd be cool to see what people can come up with. Yeah, and the winner... That's not a bad idea. The winner will be sent... Well, probably won't get any. <laughs> yeah, probably. The winner is going to be... a good idea. The winner will be sent a book, a trade. Um, I've got quite a few to choose from actually, and, and wow. the winner will be able to choose what book they want. Um, let me th think. I've got the, uh, first, uh, You're Ultimates. You're making it longer. The first two volumes to the Ultimates. That's the first Ultimates book, but it's okay. separated into two volumes. Ultimates one, volume one and two. You can take that one. Um, I've got the Dark Knight Strikes Again. Um, I've got, I've got a couple. Does she have a lot? I do, but not many that I'm willing to part with. Oh, well, got to make it work. So this time. I'll go into more detail maybe next week once I have a list of books in front of me that I can, you know, announce as far as what you get to choose from as a winner. Um, but for for now, just design me a flyer. Send it to justanotherfanboy.com. I'll choose my favorite. Let's come up with a deadline. Uh, how long should we give them to design a flyer? I don't know, like two a month, two months. I don't know. <laughs> what's sorry, you're catching me totally off guard here. What's the date I today? Know, uh, I don't know. 
20th, maybe. Today's the 20th, so the show will be out probably on the 22nd. So we'll say... Fantastic. That's less than a month, though. So April... 20th. 20th. That'll work. Is your deadline That's fine. to get it in. Okay. And remember, if you know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who is a celebrity who is a big comic book fan, even though we don't have the whole high-speed thing going on yet, have uh, somebody's, somebody's people call the voicemail or send a an email with just information, not how to, like, you know, their personal cell phone or anything, but uh, I don't think we would even know where to begin looking at people's agents or publicists and stuff like that managers, yeah, but so I suppose can. that's who we'd need to go through. So if if uh, somebody famous <laughs> or, or their people would call in or say, this is how you can get a hold of us when, you, yes, my client would be interested. Or, you, or even if you don't know anybody, but you know how to, contact how to do people. it, how to school me on that, let me know. You know who I'd That'd really like to interview, though they don't have anything to do with comic books at all? Oh. Who? Michael Palin. Yeah. Well. I don't care. Okay. I just want to talk to Michael Palin. Well, I have his stuff. Do you? Yeah. I got that off of his uh, travel website. Oh, cool. So that I could write and ask for an autographed picture to put in our daughter Palin's baby book. Did you really? Yeah. I've got it written down somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Palin's something, something. <laughs> okay. So before we close the show out, remember that we do have a voice line you can call in. We love it's, those. It's one eight seven seven three zero nine eight three six seven extension 212. Sorry. Sorry. Say it again. Extension. Extension 212. If you yeah. just want to send in, you know, a, you know, a 30 second little blurb about the show. If you just want to say, I love eggs. If you want to actually take the time to sit down and review a book. If you are set up, uh, as I am with a mic to record on your computer and you don't want to call into the voice line, but want to put together a little, a little review of your own and send it to the show at just another fanboy gmail.com. I'm more than willing to put stuff like that on the show. You know, I want to kind of think pretty much anything. Yeah. Whatever's on your mind, as whatever's on the top of your head. As long as, as it's, it's clean. G-rated. Yeah. Cause this, yeah. this is a I show. Like all kinds of stuff. This is a show for adults, but also for the kids. I, yeah, I, I like the, the fact that there are, Younger you know, people. parents out there that listen to this with their kids. Yeah. I like that. That makes me feel. They're now saying, "Daddy, who's that annoying lady?" No, (laughs) she scares me. No, but you can call me Flower if you want to. (laughs) Okay, again, one too many frappuccinos. Okay, so (laughs) let's wrap up the show. Wrap it up. I'm Stephen. Present. I'm Stephen. And I'm Karen. And I'm just another fanboy. And I'm working on it. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy. Good job.